The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Come on! On this episode of the Heat Check, I used the wrong laptop, and now the vibes are off. Uh, we go from an absolute chaotic draft night to bizarro land in NBA pre-free agency. This is what we call the tampering time. It's tampering time. Uh, are you sitting down, folks? Seriously. The things are moving so fast, I literally had to scrap an entire episode of Heat Check because things are just going. Yes, we're talking about Kyrie, we're talking about KD and the Brooklyn Nets. So much has happened in the past 24 hours, my head is spinning. So we will get all of the juicy details in a minute. Of course, more news drops and I have to scrap the pod again. That might happen. You think I'm mad? Absolutely not. I live for this shit. Brock, hurry up before news changes. Drop that motherfucking beat. Get the champagne ready. The NBA Finals are here. Welcome to the NBA Finals. Let's raise our glasses and our rings to the two phenomenal teams left standing. My goodness! Here's the high-stakes action to thrilling moments we can't miss. He ties the game at the buzzer. And to crowning our next champion. Here's a toast to the NBA Finals. The 2024 NBA Finals presented by YouTube TV continue on ABC. Exactly. So I said this in the pod that never was. So did I even say it at all? That's the question. Uh, Buckle up, folks. We've now reached Bizarro Land. As of yesterday afternoon, according to numerous sources, the Nets gave Kyrie Irving permission to pursue sign-and-trade packages also to sign in free agency using the mid-level taxpayer mid-level exception. And it appeared that unless the Nets paid him max money, he was out this bitch. However, turns out Kyrie did opt in to his $36 million contract and blew up all the speculation about him and KD finding new homes. By the way, Kyrie Irving is currently in North Dakota opting into his into his contract, looking at all the scenes and sights. But unless, of course, nothing has actually changed and Kyrie is still on the move. No one knows what's happening, folks. No one. Not Woj, not Wendy, who, like me, ended up scrapping his podcast as well. He recorded the full thing, had to start all over again once Kyrie opted in. Ain't that about a bitch. It's how it goes. Not even Shams Sharanya, who has a direct line 
to Kyrie Irving knows what's going on with Kyrie Irving. I'm not even sure, truthfully, I'm not even sure that Kyrie knows where Kyrie is at. You know, that's just so human. You're just going through the decision tree and you're just like, I know it's not quite right where I am, but I also don't know if I go if it's quite right there either. So it's the evil you know versus the evil you don't know and also a trip to North Dakota to embrace your roots. I do know, however, how we got here. One, it started out not last season but the season before when Kyrie Irving went on walkabout and he got suspended because he went to his sister's birthday party, wore no mask to the event, went to Cynthia Nixon's uh, Zoom, Zoom activism situation. And at that point, I spoke with uh, my man Anthony Puccio, who was covering the Nets, and he said, right then is when Josai said, I'm kind of tired with Kyrie Irving's antics. That was before the trade for Harden. So that's kind of where Josai is at. He did the trade, said maybe Harden is a contingency plan if we are sick and tired of Kyrie Irving's antics. And then, of course, James Harden got sick and tired of Kyrie Irving's antics first. And so he was like, I am out this bitch. So Josai, Sean Marks, probably Steve Nash, all thinking to themselves, this guy can handle the basketball unlike we've ever seen, but is he worth it? Is he worth this headache? This lack of culture, this bullshit that we have to deal with. And then Josai publicly stated, yeah, I am in full support of us not paying Kyrie Irving the max. I am all in on us not doing that. Kyrie Irving offered, apparently, the Nets a shorter term deal. How about like a two in one? And the Nets were like, how about a zero in one? How about you just opt in to your to your last that year and we can figure it out. And then shit went sideways. Me and literally everyone in the NBA media were like, is Kyrie Irving switching teams? NBA offseason went like it does where literally the news cycle was like snorting a full line of cocaine. Everyone's just bouncing off the fucking walls not knowing anything. Let me break it down calmly. And rationally. Here's where we went and here's where we go. Nets finalized an offer to Kai. What was in that offer is unknown. According to Zach Lowe, the Nets made a real offer to Kyrie Irving. We don't know the exact permutations. There's probably several. But this is not a case where it was a one-year deal and that was it. It was offered real stuff. We don't know exactly what they are. Unquote. He called it a real offer. We do know... He probably, and the Nets probably, had provisions. Provisions are the key word for him not playing full games. For him deciding to go to Cynthia Nixon's birthday party and also activism uh, campaign. We all know that Kyrie Irving doesn't play full seasons. That's just never what he's, he's not done that since high school. I don't even think Kyrie Irving played a full season of high school basketball in New Jersey. So... Kyrie gave every indication he would only accept a max deal in order to return to Brooklyn. But the new news, the the current news, is that he wanted a shorter-term deal at max money. And that was probably a lie. Things began rolling downhill fast. Zach Lowe tweeted, 
The Max deal is not coming for Kyrie. The Nets will not be held hostage by the threat of Kyrie and then Kevin leaving. Brian Windhorst says, fuck it. The Nets are like all in on both gone. And like, we're not dealing with what we had last year. So if you guys both want to frolic along, then that's fine. We have Kevin Durant under a four-year deal. We decide where he goes, and we decide what assets come back. You want to pull Ben Simmons, that's fine, but we know that Ben Simmons doesn't love basketball, and you do. So you're not holding out like Ben Simmons. We know that. Kyrie then pulled the nuclear code, releasing a list of teams that he would prefer to be traded to, (coughs) Lakers which we knew was going to happen because Kyrie Irving went on some I Am Athlete podcast and said if it wasn't for his ego, him and LeBron James would be playing basketball still together. And that was when I said, Scooby? (laughs) Scooby? Is that what I think it is? (sighs) Now we're talking Lakers, Clippers, Knicks, Heat, Mavs, Sixers. Turns out, numerous reports from Jake Fisher, friend of show, there was only one team that was even remotely interested in Kyrie, and of course it was the Lakers. What would the offer have been? We don't know. That's the big question. If Kyrie left, we all began to wonder, would Kevin Durant go as well? Shams, the ultimate shill of the man, said Kevin Durant is loyal to the Nets. He will not be going anywhere, and that is probably what? It's probably a lie. He's not going to be sitting there with a bunch of scrubs and no draft picks if you're a lottery team. And then just like this, the NBA world exploded. Nets Daily tweeted this. Based on conversations this morning, I think that the Nets will be very active very soon and not just on Kyrie. I was told to quote-unquote buckle up. At this point, Kyrie had until Wednesday at 5 p.m., which is tomorrow, to decide whether he was going to opt into his contract. All reports were that he was not going to. Chaos, of course, is in the streets. Two of the 75 best players in the NBA right now, two of the 75 best of all time, potentially going on the market at the same exact time. Exactly what is happening here? No one knows. Dame Lillard then photoshopped the photo of, I don't know if he did it himself, so don't quote me on him doing it himself. I don't know that he owns Photoshop on his computer, but that would be amazing. A photo emerged that Dame Lillard posted on his own Instagram story of Kevin Durant in a Portland Trailblazers uniform alongside Dame. People are freaking out. Parody accounts began fake quoting that KD wanted to come back to Golden State. The shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Then Woj dropped a bomb. If Irving declines his $36 million player option, he would be eligible to sign with the Lakers for the $6 million taxpayer mid-level exception. Of course, he would probably sign this $6 million MLE with the agreement that he would get a max deal from the team the next year. How serious was this chatter? Christian Winfield, New York Post, reported that the belief among team and league execs and players is that Kyrie Irving was deuces. Peace up, A-Town down, having only played 103 games in three years. He has missed 41.4% of the possible games with the Nets, with all teams, excuse me, since 2015. That man is operating at a 60% clip. That is in academia what we call a failing grade. If you're wondering how scared the Nets might be about the prospect of losing KD, Windhorse just reported the Nets would rather lose Kyrie and KD both than to go through hell that they went in with both of them together and that bullshit and that turmoil. In addition to this, 
The cooling between the Nets and KD was something to watch as well. Apparently, the Nets fired Adam Harrington. Who is Adam Harrington, you might ask? Why does he matter? He was Kevin Durant's shooting coach back in OKC when Kevin Durant was there before he went to the Warriors. Kevin Durant specifically asked for Adam Harrington to be an assistant coach of the Nets. He has now been recently fired. And Kevin Durant reportedly was weighing his options and his faith and interest in trust in the decision-making in the Nets was starting to come under question. (sighs) Incredible. And yet, Kyrie Irving does opt in. But does not tell the Nets he's opting in. He did not even alert them. Just like he did not even alert them that he was going there in the first place. Do you guys remember that? Kyrie Irving chose the Nets without the Nets choosing him. Kyrie Irving chose the Nets before the Nets offered him whatsoever. They just backed into a relationship. It's like if I went to the Oscars and then all of a sudden someone came up to me and they were like, Michael B. Jordan says he wants to date you. He's got an offer. He's got a ring. And I'm like, well, I didn't even know that. uh, I didn't even know. Wait, excuse me. Back this up a little bit. So Michael what? Wants to do what? Like that's the Nets with Kyrie. Also, though, it's like Michael B. Jordan's friend. He also wants to marry you as well. It's like, hold on. KD and Kyrie are both coming to the Nets. We didn't even know. So that's. A disaster on top of the fact the Nets don't have their own first-round pick for the next five years. All of their turmoil, all of the chaos, all of the mediocrity spiraling, all of that does is build up the war chest for the Houston Rockets. And that is why Tillman Fertitta made a billion dollars off of low-end shrimp. Because he is a man that understands business and understands how the how that assets work? He, I don't need any pieces for James. Don't worry about that. I don't want. I don't want Ben Simmons. Fuck that. No, I don't want Jared Allen. Fuck that. No, just give me five first round picks. Give me four first round picks and four pick swaps. How about that? I'll take that. I can see how things have worked out with you when you traded for Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and Teron Williams. We'll just keep our ass over here. We don't want these pieces that are not on the timeline of our young guns. And then Kyrie had to go ruining all of our chaos by doing this opt-in. Laker fans were already planning their parade. Then they went into a, probably they're in a coma right now. (laughs) NBA media all had to scrap their podcasts. They had to scrap their articles, their think pieces. BetMGM, as well as other sports books, had to maneuver their odds. And now we've got news that opting in makes it even more likely that Kyrie is on the move. So if you had to ask me what I think is going to happen, do it. Does it seem like I know? Does it seem like I even have the foggiest idea what to make out of this? Buckle up, folks. We're just fucking getting started. It's June 30th. Could not come fast enough. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them. 
and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. DeAndre Ayton just wants to be the daily scoop, you know? He just wants to be loved. He just wants to be appreciated. He's been working on his game. People are sullying his name, saying that he's not reliable, saying that he's not a hard worker. The Suns have officially tendered an offer to him to the tune of $16.4 million, which is frankly just a procedural thing in order for him to be a restricted free agent. Someone will offer him a max deal, and they will either decide uh, to match it, or they won't. Or there's a secondary thing that could happen. They could, they could do a sign-and-trade as well. The $16.4 million qualifying offer makes him a restricted free agent on July 1. It's kind of shady. It's kind of shady. They're holding them down. DeAndre can sign it and be a completely unrestricted free agent next offseason. Or he can allow the poison pill of other teams and the Suns matching that offer to come to fruition. Uh, But I've never seen an elite player like this have to suffer the indignity, the despicableness of being lowballed and having his name get dragged through the streets like this. I listened to Vince Goodwill today and Chris Haynes say everyone's like got a sour taste in their mouth around DeAndre Ayton. Listen, if I'm DeAndre Ayton and we already know that this is what happened, the whole my whole fucking team has COVID, guys. Like they have COVID. We're playing basketball and there's probably seven guys who have COVID out here against the Dallas Mavericks. There's a weirdness around this organization. We got an owner, guys, that's under scrutiny of all the isms. Why am I being drugged through the streets here? Can you just give me my money? Shit. Woj reported, word for word, though, the Suns do not value DeAndre Ayton as a max player. DeAndre Ayton's agents say DeAndre Ayton will only sign for a max deal. Where does us leave? Where does that leave us? Yikes. Pretty much tons of suitors now. Of uh, or early on the chatter was that Detroit was the number one suitor for DeAndre Ayton. That would be fun as hell. Doesn't seem like that's going to be the case now that Jalen Duran is there. Maybe they make a move for DeAndre and maybe Duran is just a backup plan. Don't think that's necessarily going to be the case. They're probably out. Now the latest chatter is Atlanta, Toronto, Portland are rumored to be the number three team the top three teams in the mix. Very fluid situation. There is also moving on, moving forward, there is also who knows what's gonna happen with DeAndre Aiden? I don't know. I'm just giving you the news. There's also a resolution with our guy Jay Wall. He is now free. A lot of free him, free John Wall hashtags out there on these streets. He is now free. As of now, he has taken a buyout from Houston. He is on his way to Los Angeles, not to be a Laker, to be a Clipper. John Wall will be a Clipper. And damn, is this the number one shady move against the Lakers? The Lakers, you could have had them. Yes, you could have. You could have done it. But you chose to keep on hanging on to my man Russell Westbrook. No shade to Russell Westbrook, but LeBron James is running the thing. 
in L.A., and he wanted John Wall. John Wall, do you know? Do you know John Wall? We'll do this. Talk about this later. Talk about his defensive. I have it in my notes later. John Wall is a good player. This is a game of chicken between Tillman Fertitta and John Wall. John Wall was going to sit out as long as it took until the buyout option was favorable to him. And John Wall clearly won. Not only did he collect nearly $50 million last year to do nothing, uh, the buyout turned out to only be $6.5 million less than he was going to get anyway. So he gets nearly $41 million to do nothing, plus the veteran minimum that he's going to sign with the Clippers. Meaning, if you do a quick little math school, that is nearly $90 million that he stole, that he collected from the Rockets in the past 12 months and didn't play a single game. God, I wish I could do that to someone. I wish I was good enough. I wish I had potential enough to steal 90 mil from anyone. Now, PG, Kawhi, Reggie Jackson, John Wall, Terrence Mann. (sighs) Who else? Robert Covington, Norm Powell. That is a squad. That might be the best team in the West, other than the Warriors, of course. Uh, The big question, of course, is if he has played just 40 games in four years, how good can he be? John Wall, to me, is still a good player. I think when you take that much time and sit in a cryogenic chamber, your body has to feel pretty damn good. He should flourish as a third, maybe fourth option with a team like the Clips. Ty Lue, as we know, one of the best coaches in the game, going to find a way to integrate him into the offense in ways that we can't even imagine at this moment. Also, let me ask you this. If you had to describe John Wall on the defensive side of the ball, would you say he's poor? Would you say he's medium? Or would you say he's elite? A lot of people give him flack, like Colin Cowherd, who's on the misinformation campaign. Bad week for Colin Cowherd, by the way. He's getting strung up right now on social media. God bless him. However, Colin Cowherd has been anti-John Wall since he was at Kentucky. No idea why, but he is. And that has been persuasive to the public perception that John Wall is nothing other than a Dougie doing, teach me how to Dougie, teach me, teach me how to Dougie. That's all he does. He just does that, and he runs fast in transition, crisscross, dunk, whatever. People forget John Wall has a lifetime defensive rating of 106.9. If you're wondering... How good is that really? Marcus Smart's career defensive rating is 106.8. So pretty fucking good, John Wall. Safe to say, John Wall can be a wall on defense. So how big... I'm out of control today. How big is this of a signing is this? The Clippers went from plus 700 to plus six, plus 700, plus 750, excuse me, to plus 600. They are tied with the Bucks, Celtics, and Warriors for the best odds to win it all. That's how big of a move it was. Speaking of a move, there is now going to be resolution, resolution to the Jalen Brunson saga. Jalen Brunson, as you guys all know, came out of Villanova, second round pick. No one thought he would do a goddamn thing turned in to be a very serviceable, very good point guard for the Dallas Mavericks alongside Luka Doncic. How good was he? 
he was so good that he ended up balling out while Luka Doncic was nursing nursing a bum calf, bum ankle in the early start of the playoffs, won him some games against the Utah Jazz, sent Utah Jazz into a spiral uh, where their, their franchise is now just hiring random decision makers. We don't even know why. So now he's a free agent. What's going to happen? According to reports, the Mavs are now quote-unquote resigned to the fact that the New York Knicks are Jalen Brunson's preferred destination. Wow. Uh, Just three days ago, the Mavs thought that they were Jalen Brunson's preferred destination. Uh, Maybe four weeks ago, three weeks ago, we had Mark Cuban, owner of the Mavs, saying that nobody could offer as much money as, as they could. Well... Let me just tell you about some numbers, Mr. Cuban. See if you're down with this. If you dig into Jalen Brunson's life a little bit, you're going to say to yourself, well, it was always. <laughs> Knicks were always a potential destination for him and probably his preferred destination ever since the Mavs threw a little bit of shade at him. First of all, Jalen Brunson's father, Rick Brunson. What do you think he does for a living? Where do you think he resides? Uh, he's an assistant for the New York Knicks. Oh, well, that's interesting. Uh, would have liked to know that if I'm Mark Cuban uh, beforehand as I'm doing a little calculations and a little math school at the deadline. Number two, Jalen Brunson from New Brunswick, New Jersey, just outside of New York City. Second of all, Leon Rose, head, head decision maker for the New York Knicks, The man of mystery we do not see, we do not hear. Apparently a lifelong friend of the Brunsons held Jalen Brunson when he was just a week old. Rick Brunson, Jalen's dad, literally Leon Rose, who is a former agent, literally Leon Rose's first client. You think that says anything? The first client you get, baby, is like your first hit. Your first hit single. What? Not like your first drug hit, Brock. Where is your mind going? His son, Sam Rose. His son, Sam Rose, is currently Jalen Brunson's agent. Jalen Brunson's first agent, if you're doing a little mask in your head, who do you think it was? Yeah, it was Leon Rose. Before Leon Rose left CAA, Jalen Brunson was his agent. There is no fucking way Jalen Brunson is going back to Dallas. And if you think about why, in addition to all the family ties, how much do you think Leon Rose is going to give his first client's son, who's like his family member? Do you think he's going to lowball him? The guy that goes to Thanksgiving with him and goes to family functions and held him when he was an infant? Do you think he's going to lowball that guy? No. You know he's not. The Knicks are apparently willing to pay Jalen way over market value, which the Mavs believe is his current value of $88 million over four years. According to Mark Stein, the Knicks are prepared to offer four years and over $100 million for Jalen, up to $110 million for four years for Jalen Brunson. Mark, <laughs> that's a lot of money for this guy. A guy that was a second-round pick who literally was, was hoping for four years, $56 million last year at this time of year. 
Mark Cuban said that there was no amount of money that would snatch Brunson away from the Mavs. And that's a lie. Apparently, the number is $100 plus million over four. Bye-bye, bitch. Bye-bye. And what do the Mavs do now? I don't know. They're not getting another point guard. They're going to have to figure it out with Spencer Dinwiddie and Luka Doncic. Good thing Luka's only 21 years old and he's getting skinny because the championship window right now does not look or appear to be open as of today, June 28th, 2022. We move on to Utah. The team that the Mavs destroyed since spiraling. They have been looking for a head coach, as we know. We'll get into that in a minute. Their offseason has been dominated by either, is it going to be Spider or is it going to be Rudy who leaves? Is it going to be both? Is it going to be neither? And let me tell you, my man, Donovan Mitchell, has done nothing to quell, to squash, to assuage any of the rumors in Mormon land. His latest Instagram story, which is how the young kids, I guess, communicate, is a screenshot of his Spotify profile listening to a song. The song, if you ask, is by Giveon. The title is called Let Me Go. Let Me Go, about as subtle as a donkey punch to the face. As someone who has been subtweeted on more than one occasion with song lyrics, I consider myself an expert, so I wanted to take a closer look at the lyrics for the people. It's just probably nothing, right? It's probably, he's probably going through it with the girl or something, you know. He said, slide, slide through. I decide if I'm worth the time I caused you. Let me know or let me go. Try to find the time I'm worth the time I caused you. Back and forth, I'm exhausted. I've got options. But I miss it too much to stop it when I see you, the memories of the time that we touched. So I gotta leave unless you want me. Sounds like he's like, you need to get rid of this dude, Rudy Gobert, fucking fast. Or I am going to be the bad guy. Man. Jazz, you better get the picture and let this man go to New York. You better figure it out. Sheesh. I tell you what. Also, if we're wondering how Donovan Mitchell is going to feel in Utah land, we now know, is he going to feel comfortable playing with a coach, and for a coach who is younger than Mike Conley. Because the Utah Jazz just hired the youngest coach in the NBA. Who, you might ask? Will Hardy. Yes, sir, Will Hardy. Will Hardy is an assistant and yet another branch off the Popovich tree. He has long been considered Greg Popovich's successor in San Antonio. Now that Popovich has decided to coach until he's 250 years old, which is in four years from now, his coaches in waiting, like Becky Hannon and now Hardy, are like, listen, I can't wait no more. I can't wait no more. Hardy 
part of the Hardy Boys, is just 34 years old and signs a five-year deal. This man is, this man's two years younger than me. What the fuck? Am I old or is he young? As my friend would say, a little column A, a little column B. Just like Spolstra, he got his start as a video coordinator with the Spurs, quickly moved his way up. He coached San Antonio Summer League teams from 2015 to 2018, significantly impressing Pop to the fact that he was promoted to full-time assistant and then followed fellow Pop alum, my guy, Ime Udoka, to where, well, you get the picture. Now, the next man up. Hugely important hire in Salt Lake. Franchise stands at a huge crossroads. Do we retool or do we break it all down and move away? Do they run it back with Rudy and Donovan and say, fuck you two, figure it out? Or do they pick one side and rebuild? That is the big question. They also hired David Fisdale. To do what, you might ask? To be the 15th associate GM so that when Hardy shits the bed, they probably have a coach in waiting just in case. I'm kidding, but maybe not. Here's where they stand somehow, some way. They have managed to go through an entire NBA draft without either making a trade or making a draft pick. Do you know how hard that is to do with Danny Ainge there? Trader Danny to do nothing. Danny, they didn't hire Danny Ainge to do nothing. To basically say, nope, we're good. Trader Danny is more like a freighter Danny. Shit or get off the pot, Utah. And on top of that, I'm not even sure you're going to get your all-star game. Why, you ask? Because Utah, as a state, is a piece of shit state that doesn't care about allowing a woman to have decision-making ability over her own body. Call that political. Call that what you want. I'm keeping it in the pod. Come at me. And the NBA responded with a little memo of their own saying that they are in full agreement that a woman should have control over their own body. Let's find it. The NBA and WNBA believe that women should be able to make their own decisions concerning the health of their future. And we believe their freedom should be protected. Utah is supposed to hold next year's All-Star Game. Do you think that they will? I think no. Does it matter then if you have two All-Stars when your piece of shit state doesn't have an All-Star game in it because your piece of shit activities? No, so maybe get rid of them both. What the next move is, we don't know, but we know it needs to happen soon because the rest of the league is making money moves and Utah keeps doing nothing. Memphis, Minnesota, Denver, New Orleans keep on passing them by and you know what? Feels like a poignant statement by a guy I used to I interviewed one time and it stuck with me. I said, "What's the worst place in the NBA?" and he said, "Utah, trash, Utah." That was Nate Robinson. That's all the time that we have for the heat check. We'll be back Friday with an all ep- new episode as we head into free agency and summer league. Follow us as the season comes to an end and free agency begins. Do not forget to download, subscribe, and tell all your friends that Utah's fucking trash. Every single one of them. And follow us on social at This Heat Check and Trista Crick on TikTok. I also heard Adam Silver that, you know, Las Vegas might be building a new arena. So maybe we should take that team away from them all together. We'll see you Friday, folks. Thanks again for listening.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.